the gospel of the Lord. <laughs> Whew, where do we even start? Well, maybe on the second weekend of Advent with ourselves by taking a deep, hard, long look within us and looking back over the course of our lives to see where the road has taken us along our way. And if you could describe it, what words, what images would you choose to use? Has your life been sort of like a winding country road, scenic and beautiful, um, slow, moving, uh, but really enjoyable? Um, or has your life at times been like you were on a super highway and um, going so fast um, and you don't even know sometimes where to get off or how to get into the next lane because things are just moving so very fast? Or has your life felt like you were driving through Waukesha or Milwaukee or some other place that has a lot of one-way streets and you find yourself being forced to go down um, a way that you wouldn't have normally have gone on, but there's no other way to get to where you want to go except by turning down that street. Uh, maybe your life has uh, led you just feeling a little lost or confused or not even knowing what direction you are going in and what direction you want to head in. Anyone ever drive through a desert where there are uh, miles and miles before one town to the next and where uh, when you come across a gas station or a restaurant you have to stop and you have to have those needs met because you don't know how long it will be before the next one comes up imagine what it would look like if that's where the road has taken you to this day imagine that you are along this desert road and kind of in the middle of nowhere. And on the one hand, it might be beautiful as you look out and see landscapes um, that are not typical for around here. And maybe as you uh, have the radio on in the car and you just have this time to yourself to, to think and reflect and um, look back and remember and have, have memories come to your mind. Um, and that can be a really positive thing. But maybe also it's a little lonely after a while too because it's a long ways to travel and um, it doesn't go by very quickly at some times too. And when that gas station comes up, <laughs> you, you can't think to yourself, ah, I'll just, I can stop at the next one because you don't really quite know when the next one will be. In our gospel for today, we meet John the Baptist, who is in this very desert-like place himself, in the middle of the wilderness. And he is, is the kind of person that you, you hear that that is where he dwells based on 
um, his description based on what he's wearing, what he eats. Maybe he's the kind of guy that has had enough of big city Jerusalem life, has had enough of all of the, the trappings of um, the rules and the structures and the institutions and the rules and the expectations and all of it. And he has just gone out into this desert place of the wilderness looking for uh, sort of that country road, maybe no roads at all, wide open. Maybe it's also a place where he realizes he has less noise around him. And so it leaves him more in tune with being able to listen for and to look around and to see the ways in which God is speaking to him. It also makes him much more dependent upon God, dependent upon God to meet his daily needs. Not himself not everything of the world. He doesn't have to get caught up in living up to the kosher laws of Judaism at that time. And he doesn't have to get caught up in whether or not he's making um, some mistake in the law or uh, um, uh, not observing something that he should. He's simply able to focus on listening for and watching for signs of God's presence and God's voice. Maybe it's a whole lot easier too when there's not so much noise, there's not so much activity, there's not so many people around us to be able to do just that, to be able to focus on God instead of all the other myriad of things that we focus on all throughout our days, especially this time of year. I don't know about you, but I think that sounds like a pretty good place to be right now, hey? Maybe that wilderness place is also one where John the Baptist is more easily able to see who he is, not who others say that he is. I, I think we should head there. I really do. You know, it would be so nice. But the one thing about it, though, is that as much as we might try to escape all of the trappings of this life or the trappings of the society around us, the systems that we're a part of, um, the expectations that people have upon us, all the sufferings that um, weigh on us that we hear about and we, we can't do anything about always, we can't fix, we can't change all of the stressors in our lives. We can't quite escape all of them though, even if we find some deserted wilderness sort of place. This weekend, John the Baptist comes to us wherever we are to take us to this little wilderness place of sorts, at least for our spirits. And he invites us to do a little reflection, to take a long, hard look within. Not within the people around us or the things that we're a part of or the society or the world around us. 
John the Baptist invites us to take a good, hard look within ourselves. Within ourselves. And to turn away from anything that is getting in our way. Anything that is getting in our way of being able to have our faces and our minds and our hearts turned toward God. Anything that gets in the way from us hearing God speaking to us, saying, this way, follow me, follow this path. Anything that gets in our way of being able to do just that, to follow where he leads us. Now, if we accept that invitation, it's not going to be an easy one. And, and that's probably why most people would rather avoid it altogether because it's, it's much too hard. It's much easier to just pretend as if we can just keep going, keep on the pace of life. And yet, the more comfortable that we are, the harder that it will be to change. The harder it will be to do this work of looking within ourselves. It will require trust on our parts. Trust in God and in God's ways instead of the ways of the world that are so consuming, that are all around us all the time. Here's what I want you to think about. An image of maybe sitting by a fireplace, cozy and warm. Maybe you've got like a nice warm blanket that you can wrap around you. Maybe even you're reading a really good book. Then imagine someone coming along and saying, hey, you wanna go outside and go for a hike in the freezing cold weather? How likely do you think you would be to just get up and follow them outside into the woods for a hike? I am guessing not very likely. At least I would think the majority of people would be much more content to stay where it's comfortable and warm and to stay by the fire. Now try to imagine this. Imagine this image that we hear all throughout the Bible of a metal refiner of how a refiner would heat up a fire as hot as it could go, like so, 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 so very hot, so that it would melt the precious metal that this refiner was working with, so that as that metal would melt down into its liquid form, all of the impurities that were naturally a part of it that were um, picked up, along the generations would float up to the surface and then they could be removed. And so then what would remain would be pure gold. The temperature to melt pure gold, pure 24 karat gold is 1,948 degrees Fahrenheit. Sitting this close to an ice warm fire, is nothing compared to that kind of heat. I can't even imagine how hot it is. But gold, 
particle doesn't actually get destroyed unless there's some sort of nuclear reaction that affects it. But it is a part of what God has created in our earth. And no matter what happens, it, it can't ultimately lose its properties of being gold. Fire can melt it, but it can't ultimately destroy it. Pure gold won't rust or be tarnished or corrode. Fire can never destroy it. Now, as hard as it might be to even imagine that kind of heat, 1,948 degrees Fahrenheit, imagine that ultimately when Christ comes, it's not to destroy us. It's to refine us. It's to refine us with that kind of fire that like brings to the surface all of the things that we don't need, that are impurities that have been shaping us and impacting us and getting in our way for far too long. All of those things being able to be removed. And then what remains is who we are in the purest form of who God created us to be so that we can shine as the gold that we are. Now, instead of waiting for Christ to come and for Christ to do all of this work for us, maybe we can at least get things warmed up by doing the hard work of finding a place to get away to where we can listen to what God might be speaking to us and where we can pray and where we can seek to follow God's ways and turn away from anything that gets us going the other direction, anything that tries to turn us away from God. And through it all, trusting that at the end, God will be right God's kingdom of heaven in its fullness. Come down where heaven and earth meet. What are we waiting for? Let's get things warmed up and make a little glimmer of it happen right now.